you know, starting out, it takes you, you don't have money to market, so you just kind of word of mouth, word of mouth. <laughs> hopefully, people see you, uh-huh. which is it, it was hard. I did pass out some flyers, which pretty much got so. How many children do you have? We're licensed for 156. Wow. Currently, we might have we have about 130. Okay. I was a new business, trying to get started, but I was not getting paid in the beginning because it just, the process was just long. 13 years. How does that feel to be in business so long? Um, to be honest, it feels really good because um, people, like you said, people. I think people trust us because we've been in business for a while and people know us. Okay. Uh, and I mean, starting out, it wasn't like that. Let's talk about what inspired you. I know you said that you wanted to teach, right? Mm-hmm. You decided to stay kind of in a teaching realm. Yeah. So you started the daycare. Why daycare specifically? I started working at a daycare and I loved it. Because I love children. I love kids. Okay. Also. And that I think that had a lot to do with it. I just, I stayed. I love it. I love working with the kids and that's why I got Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give knowledge, information, and education on how to get to the next level. Today, we have a very special guest, the owner of a daycare. She's been in business for 13 years, Lori Matthews. It's a Child's Place Learning Center, beautiful building located in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. But I don't want to steal all the glitz and glamour. I'm going to hand it over to her. Lori Matthews, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? That's good. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, being a guest. I know it took some time to get you here because you're a very busy woman. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for, for entertaining the thought. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So if you don't mind, if you could just start off with a brief introduction and tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Um, my name is Lori. Um, I am originally from South Carolina. Okay. Been here in Columbus for 26 years. So I came here very young. Okay. Um, started out, uh, I came here going to school at Columbus State to be a teacher. Okay. So I started at Columbus State. The plan was to transfer over to Ohio Dominican and continue, um, on the teaching journey and I started my family or I had another child. So I kind of sat back on the being a teacher, mm-hmm. but I started working in early childhood okay. and I just stayed in early childhood. And I've worked a couple of places in early childhood and just always had the thought of owning my own child care center. Okay. Uh, just because, you know, you see things and, think you can do better mm-hmm. and so I just decided one day that I wanted to do it and I decided to stop my job but I could I needed to work so I did child care at my house for one year okay so I could prepare for opening my daycare and I did okay what part of South Carolina are you from I'm from a little small town called Bishopville, which is close to Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And what brought you to Ohio all the way from South Carolina? So I met a boy (laughs) (laughs) who's now my my husband. Okay. uh, And he came here to go to Ohio State, and I followed. Nice. And we've been here. Okay. So 
Right now you have one daycare center? I or? have one. I used to have two. Okay. Uh, so I had a smaller one on Bryce Road in Reynoldsburg, okay. and we could have about 33 children. Mm-hmm. And about a year into owning that one, I decided or thought I wanted a second one because mm-hmm. I wanted more to be able to serve more children. And I thought, it, and it was kind of hard to get a bigger building at the time. So I decided to have a second one. Okay. Um, and I opened a second one. It's considered Columbus close to Groveport on Sedalia. Okay. And I stayed there. So I had two for about three years, I believe. But it, it was challenging. Absolutely. Right. And so I decided to, the building that I'm in currently came available, which allowed me to combine and we have one. So you actually, so I'm assuming when you closed the second location, all of the children from the second location were able to come over to the first one? Not every single one, but a, a good bit. Okay. Uh, definitely from my one on Bryce, because it's just down the street. So I took everybody from there and went to there. And most from Sedalia came over. Okay. Well, I can tell you, I love your facility. Thank you. Um, it's a large facility, definitely clean. I love the buses. I love the teachers. I had a chance to look at your board when I came to your building, and I see that you have multiple teachers, like, what, 12 or something like that? We have about 15. Okay. Um, there are seven classrooms, and, and right now we need two teachers minimum in each classroom. Okay. And then we have a couple of people floating. Wow. Okay. So how many <laughs> children do you have? We're licensed for 156. Wow. Currently, we might have we have about one thirty. Okay, that's a lot of children. Yeah, a lot serve, of success too. Yeah, we serve a lot. And obviously, parents trust you with their children, being that you have so many. Yes. So that's a great thing. So you've been in business since two thousand thirteen, uh, right? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. That's right, because thirteen mm-hmm. years. Okay, thirteen years. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to be in business so long? Um, to be honest, it feels really good because. Um, People, like you said, people, I think people trust us because we've been in business for a while and people know us. Okay. Uh, And I mean, starting out, it wasn't like that. You have to build that trust with people. So we have a lot of children who started with us from babies and now they're in our school age classroom. Okay. So let's talk about what inspired you. I know you said that you wanted to teach, right? Mm -hmm. You decided to stay kind of in a teaching realm. So you started the daycare. Why daycare specifically? Hmm. Um, and it might have a, a lot to do. I started at Columbus State, and I love that program. Okay. Um, and it, that was a long time ago, but it's the program is pretty awesome. Okay. So I loved being in the program. I and when I actually when I started working at going to Columbus State, I was working at a bank. Hmm. So I was just I was a student going to school to be a teacher okay but I was working at a bank and my daughter was in child care and the administrator was like how come you're not working at a daycare and I was like I don't know and I started working at a daycare and I loved it because I love children I love kids okay also and that I think that had a lot to do with it I just I stayed I love it I love working with the kids and that's why I go I go to work every day people always say you are here all the time well I like working with the kids <laughs> Okay. I do. I like I like the job. Not saying it's not hard, but I like going. I like being with the kids. I like knowing their families. I just 
I like going. So when you graduated from the program, that's when you started your daycare? Or was it before you graduated from the program? No, I was in school. I worked for a long time. Okay. Uh, so I was a teacher at a daycare for a long time, before, way before oh, okay. I opened the daycare. How long did you teach? Um, probably six or seven years. Okay. So were you responsible for teaching like the, uh, what do you call them, like the preschoolers? Yes, or? I all, I initially was a preschool teacher, then okay. I was a toddler teacher. Okay. I was a toddler teacher for like five years. Okay. Yeah, that's my group. So in 2010, is that when you opened the building? Or yes, when 2010 you... I opened the building on Bryce Road. And okay. it was, a, and it's, it, there's another daycare in there now, but I started... And when I got the building, it was just an office building. Okay. So, and and I we had to do a little bit of well a lot of renovation to make it into a daycare. Okay. In the small building. So let's go back to your very first client. Like, how did that even happen? Like, what led up to that first client? Did you just say, you know what, I love this so much, I'm going to start my own? Well, start well, starting back in my home. Uh -huh. Um. I decided to go to my house because I was done working where I was working. Uh -huh. And I I decided to work at home for a year. Okay. Um, I turned my living room into a classroom. And I my first client was somebody that I knew from my daughter's school. Mm -hmm. And they trusted me because they saw me all the time as a parent. Okay. And they... And, they came, and then I did have six kids. Okay. And it started from there. When I transitioned over to the daycare building, none of them could go with me because it was too far. I lived on the north side, uh, and the the building is on the on Bryce Road. So. Okay. So as soon as you opened the doors, you automatically had six kids? As soon as I opened the doors, I had teacher kids. So okay. a couple of my teachers had kids already. But I did not have other kids. Um, and you know, starting out, it takes, you, you don't have money to market. So you just kind of. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Hopefully <laughs> people see you, uh -huh. which is, it, it was hard. I did pass out some flyers, which pretty much got nothing. But it was just. It was hard because you don't have money to market, but you need to market. Mm -hmm. I, it was it was hard. So when it was in your home, was it just you or did you have an no, assistant? No, it was just me. And that was hard. Okay. And that's why I, 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 I couldn't or I wasn't going to continue past a year. Okay. That was hard. So when you start, you started in your home for you did it for a year before mm -hmm. you went into your first building. Yes. So. When it came to like financing the building, without getting into all of the details, right? How did you make that transition? And the reason I'm asking is because, of course, you know we have the, the little lorries out there, yeah. who's currently at capacity in their home, yeah. looking to find a building, transition into the building, figuring out how to to change the building or make any modifications they need to make. How did that transition work? <laughs> so we. I mean, we were, and when I say we, I'm talking about me and my husband, we were just trying to find all the ways to finance because we didn't have money. Mm -hmm. We didn't have much saved up. The only money that we had saved up was um, we had money for a deposit for the building, thankfully, mm -hmm. um, because the building, we saw it, we loved it, 
um, we were speaking to the landlord and there were it was us and somebody else. Okay. And I was talking to him one day. He said, both of you check out. If you can get me your deposit, whoever get the deposit here is who's going to get the building. Mm. And thankfully, we had the, we were saving that deposit, and my husband left work early and paid it, and we got the building. Um, as far as starting, so we got the building before we had more money to do construction or anything. But, um, and I don't remember how, but we heard about ECDI. What's that? Um, EC, economic development institute okay and they help small businesses finance their their business nice and i can't remember how we found out about it but i tell everybody about it now um but that's how we got some money to continue okay so does that program still exist today? yes 100 percent. is it a yeah. grant or a loan it's a loan. Okay. And they may do grants. I don't know for sure, but it's it's a loan. Okay. But that's how we got the money to even pay the first rent or anything. Okay. So let's talk about the challenge that came along with that. Because I know a few minutes ago you mentioned that when you moved to the building, you had no children. The children couldn't follow you because they right, were up north. Right. By this time you were out east. Yeah. So how did that whole process work? Um. It was it was a challenge. Um, a good thing was some of the a few of the teachers had kids, okay. and um, so going in, I already knew that I wanted to serve the community that I was in, and job and family pays for a, the some of the kids, mm-hmm. so that did help a lot. Now back in the day, paying for child care from job and family was a lot different so it it took a long time to get paid Mm -hmm. so again i was a new business trying to get started but i was not getting paid in the beginning because it just the process was just long Mm. um for getting the kids approved to actually getting the money it was it was a long process it has changed a lot now but it was hard we were struggling okay we were a struggling small business so how did you stay in business until you started to receive those payments? Um, so th- to be honest, uh-huh. we, uh, and we didn't have a, I don't even want to say a lot of money. We didn't really have money, but uh-huh. of course my husband had a full-time job. So we took, sometimes we took money from our, ho- our, our house uh-huh. to pay for some of the things uh-huh. okay. because we didn't have money and, we didn't have a lot of kids either. Right. So until the kids started coming and people started finding out about us and they, we got more. Now there are places like Action for Children is a, is a, a re, the resource agency that you, they, they, it's a referral. So you, as a parent, you can call mm-hmm. looking for childcare and they'll refer you to places in your area. So places, stuff like that helped. But honestly, the biggest thing that helped us is word of mouth. Okay. And still do. Like right now, I don't do a whole lot of marketing because mm-hmm. people tell people. Okay. So when it came to like the child uh, child care funding assistance, right, through Franklin County, did you have to apply as a vendor or do they automatically just come to you with the voucher and, no. you, and you accept it? How does that work? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they have programs like that. Not just in Columbus, but around the state and around the country. You do have to apply as a as a child care center. You have to be a licensed child care center, and then you you basically apply. Okay. Um, 
that part was pretty easy and it's it's kind of easy to okay. do so what would you say was that turning point in your business right so you you started in 2010 you were in your home from 2010 to 2011 yeah. you move into your building things are challenging at, up front because of course you got to find you got to find new clients you got to find new kids and you need to make sure you continue to pay for your building you start to get the traction but what was that point where you're like we made it it's finally working i think when we got to and i don't know the number but when we got to a certain number um with our with the kids because that that building was very small we could only hold so many kids like our preschool room we could only have 14 okay maximum number that's it three classrooms that's it um but i only needed like six teachers so but the we i just we got to it still wasn't a lot of income but it was way better than when i started um it was easier to, because payroll is the biggest expense. It was easier to pay. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, there was money set aside for that in the beginning. That was a challenge. Um, but we did get to a point where it wasn't a worry about it. Okay. So how did you acquire all of the skills to run a business? So you're ta you're talking about payroll you have that's pretty much the hr side of it you know the taxes building codes and all of that stuff how did you acquire all of those skills um so i didn't have them in the beginning and i don't know if i'll have them all the way now but the good thing about running your own business is you can kind of mess up because it's on your own dime mm -hmm. you can mess up and learn and fix it and a lot of that's pretty much what I, what happened now I, I did like I worked in childcare before and I've seen some sides of like the financial part so working somewhere else I took notes because I knew that this is what I wanted to do eventually mm -hmm. so I paid attention to to a lot of things when I was working at the where I worked before mm -hmm. and I, I paid attention to a lot of things but I still didn't know a lot about um because being a teacher and managing the teachers is very different. It's not the same at all. Going from your house to going to a building is very different. So I, I had to learn on, on the job, basically. So what's the difference between the two? So going from your house, first of all, it's your house and there's six kids. Mm -hmm. Like in my building now, there are a hundred and something kids on a daily basis. Uh -huh. And I don't do it by myself because I have a whole team of people, amazing people helping me. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's my responsibility. Absolutely. So I have a hundred and something plus 15, 16 teachers to worry about on a daily basis. And going from your going, going from home is six kids, maybe six parents. Mm -hmm. Right now, I have all the kids, all the parents, all the teachers. Mm -hmm. So it's a different kind of responsibility. And and all the things that goes on in the building, just the building itself. Okay, so what's your, your top key challenge, right? right? Being in business, as a business owner and a teacher. I didn't realize you did both. So that key challenge and how have you overcame those challenges in the past? Um, so a big challenge for me is probably managing the people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because I have a way, <laughs> and and I gotta remember that my way is not the only way. Mm-hmm. And just because they're doing it like this doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It just may not be the way I would do it, but okay. it's not wrong. Right. So those have been some, but managing the people is probably the the most challenging thing. So how do you overcome those challenges, right? Like you said, your way is not always the right way. Their way is not always the right way either. So how do you decide as the owner and the teacher which side you're going to follow? Um, so I'm probably, to be honest with you, I'm, if, I'm probably going to go in my way. Okay. Because ultimately it comes back to me and I have to be the one that, um, so I answer to child care licensing mm-hmm. and I always tell them if child care licensing come in and they find something wrong, they're not asking for what teacher mm-hmm. they're asking for me. So I'm the one that's going to be answering to them. So I'm always going to um, make sure it's right. Okay. So do you experience a lot of uh, pushback or turnover because of that? Um. You know what? Thankfully, in the past few, few years, mm-hmm. I have not. Now, you know, there's some people that come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, I, I think I have a pretty good team. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what. Driving around the city, you see a lot of daycares, right? Mm-hmm. Popping up all over the place, in-home daycares, buildings that are popping up. What sets your daycare apart from all of the other daycares? <sighs> And and this is my opinion. I I don't know. I think that we try to we want the parents and the kids to feel welcome. Mm-hmm. So like you see me all the time, and I know a lot people. A lot of people don't do what I do, and people always ask, "Why are you always here? You're like you're the owner. Mm-hmm. Why are you here?" Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I need the parents need to know me. The the kids need to know who I am. And not just pop in one day and pop out. Now, not saying that there's that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. um, but I want them to know me. I want them to see me and have a relationship with me. Okay. No, that makes sense because I'm assuming that helps with your brand, right? Yes. Okay. So outside of that, so you talk about um, showing up. What else sets you apart outside of just being there? Anything else that you can think of where 130 parents trust you with their children and your staff. Um, what sets us apart? We're just, um, I don't, I just try to provide, and I know a lot of people do this, so I don't know if this really sets us apart, mm-hmm. but just providing like true quality care and honest mm-hmm. care. Like, I don't really do anything, um, I do every I want them to trust me so I do it's trustworthy child care you know right like I'm, I don't do a whole lot of like I uh, extra things okay. it's quality child care what you see is what you get okay so let's talk about quality for a second right do you have a standard that you that you stick to and the reason I asked when I was in your building I saw I was looking at this poster on your wall and it talked about quality standards right so do you have like a checklist that you go by to where your teachers, they know to stick to that particular standard? So Job and Family has um, a pro, well, 
the state of Ohio has a program, Step Up to Quality. Okay. And you can choose to be a part of it or not. Mm -hmm. And I choose to be a part of it. So it's basically following these standards Mm -hmm. to say your quality. And it's a five-star program. Okay. And you can be from one to five stars. And it's basically a mark of quality. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are standards that we have to, like specific standards we have to follow if we want to be a part of that program. Okay. Are there any promotional opportunities within? Um, yes, there are. Okay. Um, like you can, and I don't, I don't know why I didn't do this, but you can put your put your banner in the yard. Um, you can add that five, well, whatever your stars are, you can add it to all your things, like your website and, yeah. Okay. So when you first started a daycare, when you hire people, they start off as well, an assistant or? Well, it depends. Um, So, of course, I would love to have people who have all the experience, true Mm. experience. And, um, (laughs) you know, or even um, they've been to school for early childhood. Not saying these things, like, say you're the best, but Mm. it it does help. Um, But. Sometimes I just get people who they don't have any experience and they turn out to be the best teachers. So it just depends if they're going to start out as an assistant or the the lead teacher. I always ask, do you consider yourself an assistant teacher or a lead teacher? Mm-hmm. And I see. But basically, I just I, I'll see your work in the classroom, which it, it'll speak for itself. Okay. Got it. So what's a success story? That one success story that sticks out in your mind. Like when people ask you about your daycare, you think like, man, you know, I really loved it when this parent came in and I was able to provide this type of service, whatever the success story is. Hmm. I do have a couple success stories, but. um, hmm. If we're talking about particular families, I do have a particular family in mind that. now, a lot of times in childcare, we shy away from, um, we're not equipped when it comes to dealing with certain things in childcare. We just don't have um, the right training, like with kids with special needs and things like that. We're, we're not necessarily equipped. Now, they are, they are, they meaning the state is trying to, to better that for us, mm-hmm. to get better training and be able to help families that have special needs. But we do have a, a few children that do. And um, we can I can see those kids thriving mm-hmm. at my center. Okay. And so I'm pretty proud of that because they're thriving and they're doing well. Okay. So I'm thinking about, right, thinking ahead in terms of continuing education. Do you have any programs in place or or thinking about having any programs in place in the future to where you can train your staff to be more suited or knowledgeable when it comes to handling or, you know, those types of situations? Well, so the state is actually doing something about it. So we can do something about it. Okay. Is is a good thing. Okay. So is it something that's mandatory or no, voluntary? It's never it's not mandatory. Okay. Um but if you wanna be able to help more families mm-hmm. and not necessarily turn people away. Right. Because 
their child may have a special need that you're not equipped to take care of at the time, mm-hmm. then you'd be able to help them. Because for me, it's hard hard turning people away because we're not equipped mm-hmm. or my teachers don't have what it takes to so give them what they need. Right. Do you give them a recommendation to another yes, daycare center? I do. Okay, that's good. I always try. Okay. Even if we're full, I try to recommend somewhere that I know. Okay. So let's talk about setbacks and failures, right? So you talked about the setbacks and failures when you first started, but what's some of those setbacks and failures you've experienced here recently, especially as a successful business? So some setbacks, um, if I had to say, it'll be anything, anytime that I can't provide the service that the parent expect. Okay. Um, If you know, if they're upset about something and they decide to leave, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that's a that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, them leaving mm-hmm. uh, because I don't want them to leave. I want their kids to stay until they outgrow our program. But sometimes they leave. So you consider that a failure? Um, um, I don't want to, but a lot of times I do. Okay. Like, so I did something wrong okay. or we. And I say me because, again, it comes back to me. Like, what could I have done different for them not to get upset and leave? Okay. So when you get that feedback from the parents because they didn't handle something the way you wanted them to handle handle it, does that mean that you automatically make changes in your business? Um, If I can, yeah. A lot of times you don't get the feedback. Um, People sometimes just leave. Okay. Or or you might not. You or maybe you saw the problem mm-hmm. and you want to fix it, but they leave before you can fix the problem. Right. And and I try to talk to parents in the beginning mm-hmm. to say if you have a problem, come to me. Right. Let's try to work it out. But so what are some of like the the changes and the trends that you've seen as it relates to daycare over the last let's just say let's say the last five years. Now, I see a lot of changes and trends and things that people think um, that you should do just because it's happening in social media or whatever. But um, I'm not necessarily old school, but I just um, we just we don't I don't know if I follow all the trends and things that people are doing. Like um, we don't have that we don't really have um, a lot of technology in the classroom not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids, they're just in there learning through play. Um, I don't follow a lot of trends. Okay. So what are some of the trends that you have followed? Um, do I follow trends? <laughs> I don't think if I, any. I don't know if I do. Okay. I'm, maybe I'm old school. Um, no, that's fair. The kids, I mean, they come in, they, um, they activities they're not sitting watching tv all the time mm-hmm. or on tablets and computers mm-hmm. we're just doing regular i don't know if it's regular but we're just doing child care not many trends okay so when it comes to curriculum do you update your curriculum often uh no we follow um a curriculum it's a creative curriculum and you can adjust you know, according to what the kids are interested in. Mm-hmm. So they kind of keep it fun. You're not just like, right. it's, they could be interested in uh, trees and then you go off of that. 
or they could be interested in cars so you go off of that okay and so is there a state requirement like a minimum state minimum when it comes to curriculum um well because of the step up the quality program you do have to have a quality curriculum that okay. basically is step up approved okay so it's like a requirement to have a an approved curriculum so the state and i'm asking a, a lot of these questions again you know speaking to the young lori out mm -hmm. there who we really want to educate him or her on all of the stepping stones right all of the gaps all of the milestones all of the mm -hmm. turning points just to make sure that they're fully equipped and knowledgeable based on your experience what to do and what not to do mm -hmm. so going back to the state requirements again do they come in and like I guess perform any type of audit like monthly audit or whatever the cadence is so every child care center is assigned a licensing specialist uh -huh. and they can come whenever they want to um, and because I decided that I want to be a licensed child care center I have to they have to be able to come in whenever they want to um, they don't just random they randomly show up mm -hmm. but they don't just come every day but they can if they want to okay so what on average what's the frequency like monthly um no about every it could be every six months or once a year it depends okay okay well that's not bad i'm thinking no, like no. quarterly or every no. month but you just have to keep in your mind they could if they want to okay so with all of this knowledge that you've acquired over the last 13 years What's some advice would you give to the young Lori out there or the young entrepreneur out there or aspiring entrepreneur that wants to kind of venture down that path of either starting the in-home daycare or starting the large facilities such as yours? Um, when, when, when I hear people, and I hear it a good bit of somebody wanting to start a child care center um, because um, looking, on, looking at me and what I do, I think it looks easy. Mm -hmm. because like people walk in and see me standing at the desk but they don't know that I was a teacher for the first four hours of the morning mm. or I had to go plunge the toilet you know they don't see that part they may see me sitting at the desk um, but usually I'm not sitting at the desk um, so you just t I think that you have to really want to do child care mm -hmm. you can't just want to own the business because it's a lot. Okay. So, and you don't have to give a lot of detail, right? So let's break it down into two segments. So the person that wants to start the at-home daycare, what's a few tips that you would give them in terms of starting and setting up to prepare for those clients and children? So I think that if you want to start an um, at-home daycare, you have to, I think having a space for it at your house is um, the the, a big part because for me I didn't want it to seem like my business and my house was one I needed and my husband didn't either when we talked about it he didn't want to come home from work and then there were kids running around mm -hmm. um, so that's why I set up an actual space when we were in our space and when he came home I waved and I was at work um, I think you need a space mm -hmm. so you can feel when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. And your family can feel like this is their space. And my kids at daycare are not playing with my kids' toys. They're, they're toys for my daycare. And my kids are in their space. But I think it's really important to have 
have that space. I also think you need a backup person. <laughs> um, and, and I say that because I didn't have a backup person, which it made it hard. And I was so happy to be able to move to a building because I had other people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just me. So because at home, it was just me all day, me and the kids. So when I had to go to the bathroom, I had to put the kids in like so they could be safe so I could go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you got if I had to make doctor's appointments, I had to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. without inconveniencing the parents. So it was a little bit harder, but I think that definitely doable. And I think it's definitely a good start if you're thinking about going to a building. I think you should definitely probably start at home. So really quick, I'm going to kind of pivot. So Melissa's been with you for quite some time, right? Melissa's been with me from day one of starting the building. Really? Yes. Okay, wow. So she's been with you since 2011. Yep, 2010. Okay, 2010. Yeah, we started. We opened that building August of 2010. Wow. Okay, so now let's let's go back to some tips and advice you would give to the person that's preparing to open a business, right? That person who's at full capacity and they're like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, I need to grow. I need more kids. What advice would you give them to proactively prepare to move into a building? I think that you got to start thinking, um, like, is is this something that I really want to do? Um, because th- thinking about your family life and is, are you going to have, are you going to have enough time to do both? Mm-hmm. Because it does take away from your family some, because you're trying to start a business. So when, and when you're, when you have a business, you, you might not leave at five every day. Mm-hmm. You might have to be the, the person closing the building every day because it's yours. Mm-hmm. So that stuff you have to think about, like, if you can't, if you can't do that, then you're going to have to wait because you can't expect somebody else to stay every day and you're going home. So you, if you if you can't be the person that opened the building, mm-hmm. then you might have to reconsider and wait for a little bit. OK. How can someone prepare financially making that transition? Well, you, I think that you got to start saving, like start saving some money now because it takes a lot of money. Um, and you need, and you're going to have to have money to start mm-hmm. with. So whether it be a loan and to be honest, there are no grants for, for profit. I, I looked everywhere and people kept saying, you should get a grant. What grant? There's no grant for for-profit centers. Okay. Um, so we just, it, ECDI is where we went and it really is the, is the, is how we got started. And, ECDI has helped us also with the second one. So, cause, so we went back again. And honestly, it was pretty smooth process, thankfully, because we were just looking everywhere looking for money when we were, when I was trying to start. Mm-hmm. Because I, it was, we really wanted, I really wanted to get started. I was nervous about it, but I really, really wanted to get started. Okay. So we were looking all the places. So what's that ideal dollar amount that you would suggest a person get close to before transitioning to even a small building? Um, so now, ideally, you if you get a building that you don't have to do construction on, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of the game. Okay. Um, but my building needed all the construction. It wasn't a daycare, so I had to get it 
um, zoned for daycare. It was a big process. Wow. Yeah. So if you go go into a building that don't need all that, you're already ahead of the game. But mm-hmm. the biggest expense is having money for payroll. Mm-hmm. And I think um, having a few months of money for payroll because um, you can't expect to open the door and you have a full house. That's, right. That's not going to happen. Okay. So with you being so busy, of course, being the owner, being the person that has to open and close, stay past five o'clock or six o'clock, how do you separate, you know, your personal life from, from business life life? Do you believe in balance? I do. And, um, for, for a long time, it it was, it was hard. And my husband is pretty amazing. He did a lot of the, cause I mean, he had a, I'm going to say a regular job where he went to work at this time and got off at this time. Mm-hmm. He could leave and, take the kids to doctor's appointments and stuff like that. So he did. Mm-hmm. He went to a lot of the doctor's appointments and things. Right. Because some, a lot of times I was stuck at work because mm-hmm. my teacher had to leave, so I had to stay. So for those who may be in a relationship or married and you have one parent that's an entrepreneur, how do you balance that out? Because I'm sure there's someone out there looking to take that same leap but they want to make sure that I'm having the right discussions, the right topics, hitting on the right key things before making that move. I think you got to have the conversation up front because sometimes I think sometimes people think because you own your own business, mm-hmm. because you're an entrepreneur, you can do what anything like you can leave and not come in or but usually it's not that it's not the case. You're probably going to be, the, not all the time, um, but a lot of times you got to be the last person there. So you got to have the conversation up front to see if it's going to work for your family. Okay. And to see if your husband or your wife will be okay with that. Okay. Being the person since right. you're going to be running the business. All right. Well, if you don't mind, just give us some closing words. Um, I would say that um, you can do it because I did. Um, and I really do mean that because I, I'm just a girl from South Carolina and I was afraid and I was afraid all the way up until we opened the door. Um, I was afraid when we gave the money for the first deposit. I was afraid when we got the key because now we had the business and then we didn't have the money right away. So I was afraid through the whole process, but I we just kept going one step at a time. I was afraid when we moved to this new building because it's bigger, it's more, it's more money. Um, but thankfully, I took the step, and we, it's been a blessing. We've been, we've we've been. I don't. We're not right now. We're not full at capacity in every classroom, but we're close, and we're like we're always getting more kids so we've been doing pretty good okay but you got to take the first step so if people want to bring their children to your daycare or if they want to learn a little bit more about you and your business where can they find you um well they can call us at the daycare 614-868-5437 um they can look at go check out our facebook page um and they can also check out our website Okay. And We're what's always, the website? 
The website is thechildspacelearning.com. Okay, and the Facebook handle? The Facebook handle is the same, A Child Space Learning Center. All right, perfect. Well, there you have it, Lori Matthews with a Child's Place Learning Center. She's been in business for 13 years, overseeing and watching and comforting over 130 children. I mean, that's amazing to be in business that long and to be responsible for that many children. Because as parents, of course, we want to make sure that when we're at work or wherever we are, that we are leaving our children with people that we can trust. And obviously with Lori Matthews and her staff being in business for so long, they absolutely trust her. But we will make sure to include all of her information down in the de description. If you live out east or if you're in the Reynoldsburg area and you're looking for a daycare, a Child's Place Learning Center is the place to go. They have buses, great curriculum, clean facility. You will not be disappointed. But, hey, I want to thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give knowledge information and education on how to get to the next level and we'll see you next time